Hi everyone, I hope you're enjoying Across the Pond. I just want to let you know that we are relaunching this podcast as always an expat, where we'll be elevating expat stories. I'm really excited about where we're going with this and I hope you come with us on this journey. So please hop across to wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe straight away to Always an Expat to continue on this journey with us. And of course, please don't forget to go to our website, planfirstwealth.com, subscribe to Wealth Hub to get notified when we drop new content, be it podcasts and anything else that we do. I look forward to you joining me at Always an Expat. You're listening to Across the Pond, a show about improving the lives of British expats living in America. Brought to you by Plan First Wealth. Hi, Rich. How are you doing, my friend? Hello, Tom. I've got a bit of a, a cold or a flu. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with flu. Okay. Because um, I'm, you know, weak and feeling sorry for myself. Okay. You can see, you, you can hear it. Uh, you can hear it a little bit in your. I'm on, the, I'm on the mend as well. This is me on the mend. Uh, I, you know, Thanksgiving weekend was uh, was a challenge. Okay. Did you watch the England USA game? Uh, I did. Okay. Yeah. Well done. I was surprised by how good USA were, honestly. <laughs> yeah, they were okay. It was a crap game, though, wasn't it, really? Well, I haven't seen them in years. Uh, I was surprised by how, how good they were. They couldn't score, which is the main problem uh, since I've learned. Uh, but they were, I was surprised by how good, and they're young. Mm. England were pretty poor, but then much better against Wales, right? So, mm. Yep. By the time this comes out, the World Cup will be over. So, um yeah. I think we might have won. And yeah, well, every yeah. every two years, right? We're going to win Euros or the World Cup until until we're not. Yeah, yeah. There's a song about it. It's coming home. Okie dokie. So this um, this podcast, what are we talking about? UK state pension as a non-UK resident, which for our purposes means as a US resident. Mm-hmm. Do you qualify for it? What's it worth? Is it worth qualify? Is it worth claiming? Wep, dirty, dirty, dirty wep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and is it worth uh, back paying and go, all that good stuff? So we shall do a UK pension for expats chat. Yeah, it's probably the most read blog, or it is the most most read blog on our website. And probably one of the yeah. questions we get asked most. So I am anticipating yeah. a, a lot of viewers you, tuning in for this one. Oh, I thought you were say you were quivering. You're quivering in intasi- intis- yeah. anticipation. Well, there's, actually some good stuff. In ant- there's some good stuff coming out of this one, actually, isn't there? Because we can uh, hopefully get you to maximize your UK state pension. And we'll tell you how yeah. throughout this. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. So let's start at the beginning. Do we do non-residents qualify? We still get asked. Yeah, I, I don't. I've not been in the UK for years. I don't think I'll get a UK pension or state pension. Uh, and I usually say, no, you you actually probably will. So first of all, um, just a, a technical point. We're talking about something called the new state pension, not the basic state pension. So I know that's that might sound like semantics, but basic state pension uh, is for people or for men born before. 51 and women before 53. So that's kind of like still 
you know relevant but for most people we deal with it's born after 51 and 53 this new state pension applies so if you're listening to this and we're talking about the new state pension if you hear me say basic state pension it's a slip of the tongue old habits die hard i'm talking about the new state pension and the amounts and stuff are slightly different so i don't want anyone to get tripped up by that but assuming you were born after 51 or the 6th of april 51 or 53 you were qualify you are, we're talking about the new state pension and if you worked in the uk for more than 10 years or rather, if you paid national insurance contributions in the UK for at least 10 years, you will qualify or you should qualify for a state pension in the UK. Mm-hmm. It won't be very much, <laughs> but it will be something. Um, so don't think just because you haven't been there for 20 or 30 years, there is nothing. They're very much, they're very well might be. And we'll talk about how you can go about ascertaining that in a second i'd say certainly people but, that, um quite a lot of expats came over to the us um probably still employed by uk employers as well so they could have had many more years where their employer was paying their of state course. pension yeah yeah so you might have worked yeah. in the uk for maybe the first 10 years of your career and you came to the us but on a contract uh from a uk employer still and they were still paying a uk state pension for another five, 10 years or so. So you may have a bigger yeah, I think there's a, I think, I think it times out after, I don't think you can do that indefinitely. So maybe, no, but maybe a few now. years you can do yeah, it yeah. for. I think yeah. maybe back right. then, you could, I think there was right, okay. a bit more leeway okay. on that. Yeah, but. right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Right. So it might even be more than you think, mm. but the, the, the flip side to that is your social security is probably going to be less than you think because you wouldn't be paying into social security at that time. But anyway, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. We've got another. We'll be doing one on social security very mm-hmm. soon, so uh, you only have to wait a month or two to find out. Um, right, state pension UK. What it's so the maximum entitlement in the UK right now. So this is twenty two, twenty three. If you have the full, if you have a full, uh, what's it called? You have maximum years service, which is thirty five. You have thirty five years paying in to national insurance. Uh, the maximum is £185.15 per week, right? If you were to take it, if you were drawing it this year, which is £9,627 per week, uh, per year, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, I don't think that's going to change anyone's life, but it's it's a, it's a bit of beer money. It is, yeah. Social Security, you get, what, nearly 36000 um, It can be, yeah, but up, then you've right got, up there. You've got health Assuming... Um, which are different, but yes, it's 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 not bad, is it? It's what twelve and a half, thirteen thousand dollars a well, year. We pay a lot less into it than uh, social security as well. So you put less in, you get less out, but still, yeah, uh, up nearly ten thousand dollars in today's terms. And bear in mind that's inflation linked, and we'll talk about that in a second. Mm. Uh, but it's 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 worth having if you're entitled to it. I'd, I would I would definitely argue. Oh, yeah. So if you've very few, most of the time we, we meet people who haven't got 35 years because they've they've moved to the US at some point or elsewhere, and they've got 10, 15, 20 years, and back of a fag packet, you just to work out what your your entitlement would be, you'd, you'd take 20, 30 fifths, <laughs> 20 years, 35 is the maximum, 20, 30 fifths, um, which is what four sevenths i hope that's right <laughs> and that will uh that will tell you what your um uh and en- rough entitlement would be mm-hmm. so if you, in that uh, so i've got an example i got in front of me if you had 15 years 15 15 35ths or three sevenths of 100 the maximum 185 pounds is 79 pounds a week if you were 15 okay. years paying in if you had 15 okay. years now don't do a back of a fag packet and mm-hmm. um because you don't, you, you're probably not even certain how many 
qualifying years you've got, go to uh, HMRC or .gov.uk website. Just type into Google or whichever search engine you use. Um, basically, say a pension forecast. You can sign up for a government gateway account. It takes like five minutes, if that. Assuming you've, you know your national insurance number, you're old. You, your last UK address can sometimes be a be a challenge, but most of the time it's um, it's relatively straightforward, and you can have a forecast on your screen in minutes. It's fantastic. It's one of the few things I will say that is good mm-hmm. about the UK system there. And um, you uh, people the age for claiming is going to be between 65 and 68 right so that's when you can if get you it. Were born it's when you can get okay. it if you were born after if you were born after the 5th of april 1978 then the age is 68 if you were born before that it's like on a side you, you, you'll be in a sliding scale between 65 and and 68 okay likely now 66 and 68 um if you live outside the uk you can uh you can start the application process four months before you're eligible and you can have it paid every four or 13 weeks and you can have it paid into non-uk accounts you can we probably wouldn't advise to get it paid directly to a u.s bank account though would you because what would happen is that sterling would appear into a u.s bank account and and the bank would just use their standard fx conversion rate and you'd probably pay what two to four percent in night, yeah, in I fees. would always. I would. I would not recommend would, that. Yeah, we we would always really say you're best off having paid into a UK account and then transferring it over to the US when you need it and using a FX service the way you'll get a better rate. Mm. Sim- to your point, as simple as that. Yeah, I will just add to that though. We occasionally come across people who think that having it paid into a UK account means it's not declarable or taxable in the US, and that's it's definitely not the case. Worldwide income, ladies and gents. I think we talked about that in our last podcast. Well, you're as a US person, you are eligible to um, declare and pay tax on your worldwide income, including a state pension, even if it's not subject to tax in the UK, which it probably won't be, even if you're in the UK, because it's your your this the personal allowance in the UK is about twelve thousand pounds, I think. So a state pension will always come in under that. So they always pay out gross, I think. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's not taxable. Just means it's it's under the personal allowance, and it's definitely taxable in the US. But if you have other uh, pension income, you know, sort of a SIP or UK pension getting paid through PAYE, you're going to want an NT tax code, mm-hmm. non-taxpayer code, to avoid emergency tax and just tax being held at source in the UK that you're going to have to claim back and go through all that rigmarole. Again, seen earlier podcast on that. It's quite a process, but it's definitely worth being aware of and getting out ahead of if you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm bouncing around a bit here. The triple lock. <laughs> so we talked before about state pension being inflation protected. And that means it goes up you know, with inflation. Before you take benefits, that £185 I quoted, that will go up between now and you retire. And then it will go up once you retire or start drawing on it with inflation. But it's better than that. So the UK state benefits are subject to something called or benefit from something called the known as the triple lock. And this is where uh, benefits increase by the higher, the highest of earnings, you know, you know, growth in wages, inflation, CPI, or a minimum of two and a half percent. So whatever's the highest 
is what you get, which is generous. Very generous. <laughs> it's really is a massive political hot potato. It obviously costs the government a load of money. They want to get rid of it. But unsurprisingly, it's very popular amongst yeah. grey-haired voters. I think I would be very popular for me as well. I think if I was uh, in my 60s, 70s, 80s or, or uh, that, that yeah. age, then I might be voting in favour of whoever was going to keep that in. Yeah. However, it might not stay around. It probably by the time someone's listening yeah. to this in the future, who knows, it might not even exist anymore. But Right, so I think it'll always be, I think it'll always be inflation linked. Whether the triple lock will exist forever is, is For hard sure. to say. Yeah. Uh, and I will just add that the, it is... You, that's not an automatic benefit. There are people living in other countries throughout the world who who uh, don't enjoy an increase, an inflationary increase. There has to be a bilateral reciprocal, reciprocal agreement in place with the country where you're resident. The US has one, so um, so us in the US we will benefit from inflation protection, mm-hmm. um, but but not everyone is entitled to that. So that's just something to bear in mind if anyone's listening to this from elsewhere. Yeah. So what? So so they they could receive their. Nine thousand pounds a year, but it's locked, flat. Flat. It's never yeah. going to go up. And yeah. to put that into context, so. yeah. the basic state pension went up by ten percent in the last twelve months. Ten percent. Ten point one percent. Ten percent. It's generous. Wow. You know, if we if we watch this back, if we're watching this back in a number of years, I mean, I assume we'll have recorded it, re-recorded it. But can you imagine us remember reminiscing on ten percent inflation? No one would have well, forecasted that a few years ago. And to put it into context, yeah. to find benefit like company pensions, there they also inflate, in, um, inflate pension increases, don't they? So you get a final salary yeah. pension from a, from a pension company, uh, and that will go up, but it'll be capped, and it will be capped at some of them two and a half percent, some generous ones maybe five. So other pensions go up two and a half percent max or five yeah. percent maybe. The state pension going up ten point one is it capped at two and a half percent. Some of them are, yeah. Wow, that's not been good this year, then, has it? No. Imagine if you were in a, a defined benefit pension in pounds this year that's capped at two and a half percent, and you're, so and you're retiring 10, in the US. You've gone up at two and a half. You live in dollars, and the value of your defined benefit pensions fallen by, yeah, twenty fifteen twenty percent. Hmm. Ouch. Okay, so that's the state pension. It's a very good chance if you're listening to this and you've worked in the UK that you may qualify. And you may be eligible to receive some benefits. So um, you can go, we've got a blog, we've got a, a load of links, that are useful resources for you to go and sign up to the government gateway and find out um, find out what you're entitled to. And also investigate, <clears throat> excuse me, investigate back paying or making contributions going forward. So we get this all the time, right? So one, am I even eligible for anything? Two, oh, I see I've got, the, I see I've got an option to back pay and make payments going forward. Should I? What's called voluntary contributions. Should I? So if someone's got, you know, the example I used before, someone's got 15 years, what they can do is they can, I think you can back pay up to six years and then you can pay going forwards. So you can immediately go from 15 to 21 and then maybe however many years you got before you start claiming, you could you could maybe get it up to 25 years or, or whatever. Right? Should you though? That's the, that's the question we always get. Is it worth it? And I guess the 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 um, we think it might well be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fact of circumstances, um, but uh, yes. if you're in good health 
and you've got liquidity, you've got some means, you've got some cash in the bank, then it's certainly worth looking right. at. Right. Uh, how long are you going to live? Yeah. That's a question. But then let's let's add some more context to that. So the, the, how do you back pay? How do you make these voluntary contributions? Well, you do it online, but there's two sorts. There's two classes of contributions, class two and class three. Now, go on to our website, or, or go, even better, go on to HMRC's website and have a look at these differences between class two and class three. These are for if you're living and working abroad or living abroad and not working. Now, I'm not going to tell you which one you should be paying. Class two is negligible. Uh, it's three pound fifteen a week, one hundred and sixty-three pounds, one hundred and sixty-four pounds a year, basically, so uh, to make a contribution. So if you um, pay one hundred and sixty-four pounds, you get one additional year. So if you're on your twenty-one years, you could to go up to twenty-two, it would cost you one hundred and sixty-four yeah. pounds. Or, or unless you're paying one of the back years, but yeah, okay. you know, you're going back one year, but yeah, essentially, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, and, and still to the point, yeah, you're buying it, you're buying an extra year regardless. So yeah, sorry, that was a unnecessary pedantic point so i made that but, okay. um yeah. yeah you so you're making you're making 164 to be just in case anyone is a real stickler 163 pounds 80 pence to buy a year this is right now in 22 23 class three though is much more class three is 15 pounds 85 a week which is 824 pounds a year again to buy that year whether you're buying a back year or, or you're or you're paying you know this current year uh, if you're doing it in 22 23 it would be 80 824 pounds now i think most of our clients would hopefully qualify for class two because that's living and working abroad and then there's there is some of the qualifying um information about you were working in the uk just before you left but i think again most people we come in contact with will qualify for that but not all mm-hmm. some will definitely be have to pay class three and it's not i don't think it's i don't think we can tell um anyone really i think you can make a determination but the best way to find, confirm it is to actually call hmrc mm. describe your situation and in my experience they will advise you or tell you which one you should be contributing to class two class three mm-hmm. class two is way more attractive but um it might not be an option yeah we've definitely had clients do class two or class three haven't we yeah yeah i've, I've come agree yeah absolutely absolutely um <clears throat> so should you though and the answer to that is how long are you gonna live well it, we've said let, let's work on class three for a second here so class three you're gonna have to pay 824 pounds to buy a year mm-hmm. and every year you buy uh, essentially adds a year to your entitlement and that year is roughly about 200 in today's terms 275 pounds income so it'd be the equivalent of 275 pounds in or yeah in whenever you start taking it so you pay 824 pounds now and in whenever you start joining benefits you get to, and the equivalent of 275 pounds back each year inflation so Inflation, yeah, so it's the equivalent of 275. So yeah. it's always, it's, it's whatever 275 is today, whatever it is in the future. So you do the maths, you have to live about just over three years to be quids in, in the money. So if you plan on taking benefits and living three years. Mm. Oh, do you know what you didn't, we didn't talk about, Tom, sorry, just jump around here. We didn't talk about if you defer your benefit. So if you if you delay taking your state pension, 
you can uh, it increases by what was it one percent every nine weeks up yeah. to a maximum of five percent eight so you can just you can just not if you don't want it at 67 or whatever it is you're eligible for at 68 you can just let it run and it will and it will get larger but anyway sorry back to the matter at hand um <clears throat> so we you 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 under, you're, you're eligible for class three you pay 824 pounds you buy a year and, and when you retire that year will pay you 275 pounds each year mm. so you, you pass away before you state pension then obviously it was not a good investment you live 20 years since you, when you start taking it very good investment and that's class three if you're paying class two well then you know it's basically one year it's Mm. I hesitate to say this, but it's essentially it's a no-brainer. Yeah, so we we encourage, don't we, all of our clients to to look at it, go onto the government gateway ID, log in, check their state pension, get a status update where they're at, at the moment, and then I mean, if nothing else, just a factor what you're entitled to into your plan. But ideally, to see should we be making contributions, should we be maximizing it? There is obviously there's a, a wrinkle with this being in America, and that is something called the windfall elimination provision (WEP). This is going to be we're going to cover this when we talk about social security in a in a month or so. And it, long story short, your social security can be and may well be reduced because you're entitled to a state pension. Now, that will. You should still claim your state pension. It says on a sliding scale, but the maximum it can be reduced by is 50% of your state pension. So if you're entitled to $5,000 a year state pension, your WEP, your WEP can reduce your social security by up to maximum of $2,500 a year. Okay, so that would make it less attractive. It will make it, it maximum, it might make that three year you know, mm. in the money calculation we did. It might make it six years. Which I still think is a good deal, and that's assuming the max web applies, and that's assuming that you don't pay class two. Class two is still a no-brainer, mm -hmm. whether web applies or not. So, just it's just something to be just something to be mindful of, something yeah. to be aware of. It takes everyone by surprise. Everyone hates it. It makes people very angry. It makes I, I totally get it. it. Makes me a little bit angry. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it was up for a debate recently. Was it, was it in front of the Supreme Court recently, or it's in Congress? It is, yeah. I don't uh, know. Yeah. I think it might be in the Supreme Court. I think it got through Congress. I think it might be next next stage. So who knows if WEP will still be around in a few years' time. But it is a nasty surprise because no one really knows about it. You don't really find out until you're due to receive your Social Security pension and you take a box yeah. saying, I am entitled to receive another government state pension. And they go... Okay, your reduction is going to be three thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're, but that, and that's a good trip away, isn't it? For for a couple, yeah. a retired couple, three thousand dollars. They were expecting a year. Um, yeah. So, um, but either way, topping up your UK state pension can offset that. Um, so you could maximize uh, yeah. your UK state pension to offset a wet production. Yeah. Even though, yeah, kind yeah. of ironically, it's increasing it at the same time, but. Oh, contracted out. Sometimes people will, uh, will, 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 will mention state pension. People say, oh, no, I contracted out. And contracting out, as I understand it, was a thing from the 80s and 90s. So they use, on top of this basic state pension, and I, I do mean the basic state pension here because I'm talking, you know, the days of yonder, or the days of yore. Um, 
you could uh there was something called SERPs and then the state second pension. And these I believe these sat on top of the state the basic state pension. And there were additional state sponsored, state led schemes. And if you were a member of an occupational pension scheme to usually define benefit, although not necessarily, I think you could contract out of these these second tier of pensions. And those contributions would go into your occupational pension. So you could contract out and and those benefits will be in your occupational pension. Mm-hmm. Often you'll see it on a statement saying contracted out benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't usually does not mean you were contracted out of the main, the base, the basic pension or the, the new state pension, as we now call it. So if you were contracted out, don't automatically assume that means you you have no entitlement. Your entitlement might, might be reduced, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it might so well, it should well be there still. Yeah. So go to the gov.uk website and get your personalized um, estimate of what you're due to yes. receive. That Loads of links in our blogs. Correct. On our website. To help you. Yeah. To go to, to, go to the HMRC website, but also to go to other people who talk about this. Um, we've got, uh, as we keep talking about, we've got, we'll be talking about related topics as part of this series, social security and WEP is next and Medicare, which is less relevant, but you know, still part state benefits. Mm-hmm. And if you know, if this is a whole series of stuff that we're, we're, we're doing. So if you, if this is of interest, please check us out on website, on YouTube, on uh, podcasts, go to our website. There's a whole calendar of stuff that we've, we've, we've selected the topics that we think most relevant or impactful for for british expatriates living in america and we're tackling them one by one we are (laughs) and we've recently launched a facebook community group for brits in america as well yes plan first wealth hub if you want to find us plan first wealth hub and we will be doing a monthly q a in there so if you have questions queries concerns worries don't know where to get the answers from spending too much time on the message boards on, on on the internet where there's a lot of different answers. Mm. Um, come ask us. We'll answer if we can. If we can't, we'll try and find the answer and come back to you. Yeah. Maybe they're shouting at this podcast saying, sorry, repeat that again. Or well, what did you mean by that? Then uh, yeah. come join us on our Q&A um, yeah. done monthly in the Wealth Hub on Facebook. And we'll see you there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Across the Pond. This podcast is brought to you by Plan First Wealth. For more information about Plan First Wealth and Across the Pond, visit us at planfirstwealth.com. If you like this episode, consider sharing it with fellow Brits across the US. You can subscribe to future episodes in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. The information in this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be substitute for specific, individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision.